Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the $5 Bin Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff. With me this week is Amber. Hi. And Eric. Hey. What a crappy intro. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, see, I told you we were going to do it, and I let Amber go first. Yeah, and she still had a crappy intro. You have the, cr- <laughs> you have the crappiest intro. Crap. Now, now, children, <laughs> let's not fight like it's 1994, because we're going to... Da-da-da. We are doing something a little special in, I believe, next week or a couple weeks, the new Fantastic Four reboot of... The reboot of something is coming out, so we decided, you know what, let's do a Fantastic Four movie, and somebody said... Rise of the Silver Surfer, because that one's really bad. I was like, hi, and oh, no, 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 no. So the original one with Jessica Alba and Michael Chiklis, should we do that one? I yeah, was let's like, do that one, Jeff. No. Oh, there's, well, there's one worse? There is what? another movie. So I put up the link on Facebook last week. We are doing the never-before-released <laughs> in theaters 1994 version of the Fantastic Four. Wow. And this the is movie. It was a movie. <laughs> the the movie. Fantastic Four colon the, the movie. movie. Yes. Eric? I was no, no. I was this is just awful. I mean, this is <laughs> this is one of the first times I think we all I mean and and guys, you know, there's the five dollar bin again, not released. We had to go to YouTube to pull this out. I mean Well, in my defense, I did find this in a bin. It wasn't necessarily in a $5 bin, but my buddy and I, Jason, we were at Comic-Con, and he came across this movie, and he said, we have to have it. So he bought it, and we watched it. So it came out of a bin. It was just at our local Comic-Con. So this, if you have never seen or heard of this movie before, it has only been available through bootleg copies because there's a lot of mystery going around about this movie. So let's go through the mystery behind the movie. Sometimes we'll do some production stuff uh, after, but this movie, you can only find it on YouTube or you can find only bootleg copies. So uh, why is that? So uh, I'm going to read you. I kind of whittled down a little bit uh, from Wikipedia and some of the uh, places that I found all this crazy Uh, production reasons for this movie. In 1983, German producer Bernard Etchner met with Stan Lee at his home to explore obtaining an option for a movie based on the Fantastic Four. The option was not available until three years later. A film company obtained it for a price the producer called Not Enormous, which has been estimated to be $250,000. Not that much. Despite some interest from Warner Brothers and Columbia Pictures, budget concerns precluded any production. And with the option scheduled to expire on December 31st, 1992, New Constantine asked Marvel for an extension. With no extension forthcoming, Eichner planned to retain his option by producing a low-budget Fantastic Four film. Reasoning, he said in 2005, they didn't say I had to make a big movie. And he didn't. (laughs) <laughs> in September 1992, he he teamed with B-movie specialist Roger Corman, who agreed to produce the film on a $1 million budget. Oh, my gosh. $1 million. Production began on December 28, 
right three days before it expired. <laughs> so they had to get start production. Under music video director Ole Sassoon. Oh my God. <laughs> Sassoon, like Vidal. Yep. Uh, storyboards were drawn by artist Pete Voncholi. The 21 day or 25 day production, there's a little bit interesting. So, 25 days max production on this. That's it. Was shot only at four locations. Costume designer Rave Richards recalled in 1993 going to the Golden Apple Comics on Melrose Avenue in Los Angeles to buy Fantastic Four comics for research. And upon explaining his task, these people in the store just swore me and said, you're going to be faithful to it, right? And he told them, this is why I'm buying these books. We're going to be faithful to the comics. <laughs> oh, my God. Paul Ahem was hired as weapons consultant and Scott Billups for computer visual effects. The special effects makeup was done by John Volch and Everett Bullock of Optic Nerve. Stuntman Carl Cafillo, who wore the rubber suit to portray the monster superhero thing, worked with actor Michael Bailey Smith, who played the thing's human self, Ben Grimm, so that their mannerisms would match. During the months of post-production, music composers David and Eric Wurst personally contributed six grand to finance a 48-piece orchestra for the soundtrack. They were six grand short, so they did it themselves. <laughs> Marketing and release plans. Here's where it gets crazy. In a 1993 magazine article gave a tentative release date of Labor Day weekend in 1993. During that summer, trailers ran in theaters and on the video release of Corman's Carnosaur. Cast members promoted the film and clips at the Shrine Auditorium for the San Diego Comic-Con. By this time, the world premiere was announced to take place at the Mall of America. In Minneapolis, Minnesota, in on January nineteenth, nineteen ninety four, with proceeds going, uh, with proceeds from the event earmarked for the charities of Ronald McDonald House and Children's Miracle Network, which they never saw a dime for. Eichner then informed Sassoon that the film would not be released. Speculation arose that the film had never been intended to be released, but had gone into production solely as a way for Eichner to retain rights to the characters. Stanley said in 2005 that this was indeed the case, insisting the movie was never supposed to be shown to anybody, <laughs> and adding that the cast and crew had been left unaware. Corman and Eichner dismissed Lee's claims, with the former stating this in the same article, We had a contract to release it, and I had to be bought out of that contract by Eichner. Eichner also stated in that article, he calls Lee's version of the events definitely not true. It was not our original intent to make a B-movie, that's for sure. But when the movie was there, we wanted to release it. He said future Marvel film um, Impressionero, whatever that is, Avid Ari. Avi Arid, sorry. At this point in 1993, a Marvel executive calls me up and says, listen, I think what you did is great. It shows your enthusiasm for the movie and the property. And I understand that you've invested so much and Roger has invested so much. Let's do a deal just to buy you out because he really doesn't like the idea that the, the small movie was coming out and maybe ruining the franchise. So he says to me that he wants to give me the money back and the money that we invested in it and we shouldn't release it. Arid recalled in 2002 that while on a trip to Puerto Rico in 93, a fan noticing Arid's Fantastic Four shirt expressed his excitement over the film and its premiere, of which Arid said he was unaware that anything was happening. Concerned how low budget the film 
are how a low budget film might cheapen the brand. This was before any other movies came out. He said he purchased the film for a couple million dollars in cash and not having seen it, ordered all prints destroyed. Eichner continued negotiations to produce a big-budget adaptation, speaking with directors including Christopher Columbus, Peyton Reed, Sean Astin, and Peter Seagal. After pre-production briefly went underway in 96, Eichner and company uh, by that time called Constantine Film and began production in 2004, Fantastic Four, with an estimated $90 million budget. Following that film's 2005 release, Eichner and Constantine produced a $130 million sequel, Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. A reboot is currently in the works for 2015. Hmm. Although never official release, the Fantastic Four has been subject to bootleg recordings, which are available throughout the internet. The interwebs. So that is a long story of this movie. This movie was never intended to see the light of day. By the people in the background. But I guarantee you, if you've watched this film, <laughs> these actors, everybody was putting forth their best effort. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we've talked extensively about B-movies and how we feel about them, but I love B-movies. I will watch any sci-fi original movie anybody throws at me mm-hmm. because I love them. They're, everybody's acting their hearts out. I didn't necessarily like Sharknado 2 because it's like, we're in Sharknado 2. Isn't this great? I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not supposed to be acknowledged. Tongue in cheek. No, don't do that. You have to act your heart out. Yeah. I want you to go for the gold. This is going to revitalize your career. That's what I want to see. You take this seriously. And they did in this film. They really did. They did. You could really tell that they were doing their very very best they i mean guy uh eric and i were talking before this that this is before the boom of marvel mm-hmm. before iron man came out but this this literally could have been the start of the marvel universe as we know it as it was and it would have gone off with a trip and a fall <laughs> on a one million dollar but you cannot make a movie for one million dollars i don't care who you are you cannot do it I mean, even sci-fi original movies now are $10 million. Right. So you can't do that. Um, so have you guys seen this film before? Absolutely no. not. No. Uh-uh. Did you know it existed before this? Not nope. until you told us. <laughs> Good. Nope. I'm glad. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the plot of this particular film. In this Marvel comic adaptation, four astronauts get bombarded with cosmic rays when an accident occurs. The four of them acquire special powers and decide to form a superhero group called the Fantastic Four. They then fight their arch enemy, Doctor Doom. This film currently holds a 33% (laughs) on Rotten Tomatoes. It's actually pretty good. It is pretty good. It's better than some of the movies that we've spent $75 million. (laughs) Very, very, very true. Um... Nobody has really gone. I I would mention the people, but they don't really exist. I no, mean, uh-uh. I'm not. I mean, this is '94. This is what we were 12, 13 years old, right? At this time, we're we're in our heyday of going to see movies. I don't know who any of these people are. Well, I remember Johnny Johnny Storm as Jay Underwood, or Jay Underwood as Johnny Storm. Yes, he was in the Boy Who Could Fly. 
that was a Disney movie, I think. And I sure. and I remember that. And so I was like, is that the guy from It is the guy from So that was the only person that I recognized. Yeah. The I'm telling you, I've seen interviews that these guys have done after. They really thought that they had something. That this was the biggest get in Hollywood to get Fantastic Four. We're finally doing a Fantastic Four movie. This is going to literally launch our careers. And it never saw the light of day. Hmm. And you can't ex- 25 day shoot. That's nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's nothing. Especially for an action movie. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, you can do films and like, you could do certain types of films and like, in like but that, but this, this movie is very in line with like an episode of the Power Rangers. Yes. Does anyone oh, yeah. else feel like that? Oh, yeah. so, so I can almost see why that movie was <laughs> 25 days you know i mean i don't know but i mean to have this i mean like we said this is before marvel took off this is people are just clamoring for this this is before the big start so man all right let's get into this movie uh this is there's a long overture of opening credits i will give this movie one thing it is quick and to the point (laughs) it is very quick yes Hour and a half. Hour yes. and a half. Hour and quick. a half with these long overture of opening credits. Okay, but but did you watch? But see, the version I watched though still had the trailer. Yes, yes the I saw the one with yes. the trailer too. Yes. So I had to kind of fast forward through that too. But even then, the overture was long. So, um, <laughs> the trailer. Uh, so we open on a classroom where Reed Richards and Victor von doom are arguing about calculations. The the professor was he in something? I feel like he was in some 80s TV show or something. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. Um, so they're arguing about calculations, and apparently there's this Colossus that is coming. Uh, was that right? Punky Brewster. Punky Brewster! <laughs> That's what it was. I was like, he was in some 80s TV No, what? Not Elf. Not Elf. Something he was like... in the Police Academy. He was yes. in Tootsie. Okay. He was probably the most famous actor. Probably. <laughs> that was in this, and he was in it for 30 seconds. Is he the chief, please, Gabby? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mahoney. Oh, yeah. Mahoney. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so we skipped to some boarding house where Johnny and Sue are there. Okay. Well, younger. Well, yeah. What was with the boarding house? Did 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 he live there? Did he just was he just a father figure? Was he dating the mom? I mean, what was I going t- on? I took that as they lived there while they were in college. Yeah, I think that's what was going on. Oh. It I think you read a way house. too much into yeah. it. Here. I didn't mean read. It was real quick. It was real quick. No, but yeah, I was but that's like, what I took. But I was kind of like, well, why is he here? There's not a lot of setup. Nope. Not a lot of so you kind of it just goes. You got right 25 in. days. They're like, you just goes right into this. They just took scenes from the comic and went. Like, yeah, that looks good. Yeah, that's what they got. <laughs> yeah. Um. So everyone wants to see this Colossus thing. It's it's kind of like a. They tried to explain it a little bit, but it was tough to. Explain. It was kind of like a hail bop. Do you guys yeah. remember the hail bop yep. comet? Yeah, in some, our in our generation, yeah. our era. It, it was like almost a, a <laughs> solar a, cloud like a, or like something like that. Yeah, yeah, a comet or like a aurora borealis thing. Yeah, northern lights. So everyone wants to go see this Colossus thing. It's like a huge deal. Everybody wants to. See. Nobody does that anymore. But uh, Reed and and Victor are performing some kind of experiment. Um, that they want to collect something. I don't. They seem like students at the time, but they were really smart and given all this stuff. So I don't. Again, we're not sure if they were 
master's students or doctoral candidates or what they were. Yeah, then how did the thing end up with them in class? Yeah, I don't know. That's what I did. It was really strange, but whatever. Um, So a Colossus is like this energy cloud. So Doom and Richards are are doing this experiment, and Doom gets uh, trapped by some force while they're performing the experiment. And I put at this point, there's just piano music. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys noticed yeah. it, but it sounded like I put down, somebody put a condenser microphone on a baby grand. Like it was yeah. a complete afterthought. Like we need, uh, we need some music here. So uh, just, I don't know, tickle the ivories a little bit and uh, <laughs> you know, come up with something. Yeah. It was really, really strange. You could tell yeah. it was just done hastily. Um, so Doom is taken by these two creepy looking guys who wind up later being his henchmen. But they're it's really strange. There's like oboe music playing in the background. Was yeah. it the two okay, was it the two Russian guys that were playing chess earlier? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's why I didn't get the connection. Because there were the two Russian guys right. playing chess and then they ended up at the hospital like, Oh, he's dead. He's totally dead. But they knew he was alive. Right. So it that they didn't explain a whole lot so you kind of no. had to just go in and and i did yeah so i didn't dive get, in head first i, I was kind of i was kind of like well how yeah i i didn't want to understand it but i wanted to understand it like well then did they know doom was being never mind i in my only i have not read fantastic four comics so the only thing that i know of fantastic four is the jessica alba the, the two ones yeah. the two movies that's all i know so <laughs> That's it. Sorry, though, big in Radio yawn. Land, I yawned. That's a big one. It's um, Colossus. Harness no. its energy. So we then get to this 10 years later. Can we stop, yes, though? Because go ahead. there was a very awkward hugging scene between Dr. Reed and uh, Ben. Okay. Did you guys remember no, this? No, no, no. Okay, remind me. Okay, so... so Dr. Reed just figures out or has just told that, that Doom is dead. Yes. Essentially. And he's like, oh, man. And he looks like he's going to cry. And then then Thing or Ben comes over ben. to him and, and is like, come here, man. And he Reed lays his head on his chest in this very <laughs> awkward embrace. And I was like. Should we do that what? take again? <laughs> nope. Nope. We got it. We're good. It was just. It was very funny. It was just. It was hilarious. <laughs> I think this was all one take. I think it was. I don't think At there 25 were 25 days. What's up, Birdman? This is all one it's take. This is Birdman. It's, it's just Birdman. going through, following. <laughs> yeah. It's like scene to scene. There was so, no Oscar winning here, though. No. <laughs> Got to be released in theaters to get an Oscar. So then we get the 10 years later. Technicality. It's Reed, a technicality. Reed and Ben go to get Susan and Johnny to go on, on a rocket ship. I know. It was really weird. We're, none of us are trained to go into space. That was yeah. okay. Do you guys remember at the end of the last podcast where I said I was going into space? That could happen. See, that could happen. We're just going into space in ten years—you never know. Apparently, Johnny and Sue were doing research and stuff on this. I—I I don't know. It was really strange on Colossus. So we get our first. You guys are the Fantastic Four line. <laughs> and they're standing there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the title. The light behind him. Very so <laughs> the two creepy henchmen track down uh, this diamond that apparently Reed needs to use because what happened was something was getting hot and that's what happened. <laughs> so 
So the Colossus that they're trying to harness has to go through the diamonds to cool off everything else. It's kind of... I'm trying to remember the Jessica Alba movies. If that's kind of what happened, like something got switched and it didn't work properly. But I don't know. There's a lot of science. Where There's a lot of science mm-hmm, mumbo jumbo mm-hmm. for smart people. With and, the prisms. Yeah, and the... I don't know. And the thing is, is it's not really science. It's no, not it's at just, all. We're just putting a diamond there. It's everything can be solved with diamonds. It's quote unquote science. <laughs> Get that diamond and just put it in here. Oh, that'll, that'll fix your washer. Right, right. So there's this other creepy sewer guy. Yeah, what's with the like, creepy sewer guy? It was like no two idea. separate movies going it on. Was. I, I, like I said, I don't know <laughs> if he's in the comics. I asked Dan and he said no. Because he actually read the comics, and okay. he was like, no, this guy, I don't know who this I, guy is. I felt like that was like the creepy Roger Corman thing, because Roger Corman like did all these like weird, creepy sort of things. like, you know what this movie needs? Sewer, sewer, sewer people. people. Sewer homeless. That's what they sewer need. Sewer people. Where they worship a blind woman. I love it. I love it. We're going. Crazy. So oh, God. The, I'm going to call him the creepy sewer guy. Sewerman. I like it. Sewerman. Sewerman. Bob. Bob Sewerman. Bob Sewerman. <laughs> You smell like the sewer. I know. What do they call him? He called him the jeweler. Jeweler. That's yeah. what they call him. But call him Bob Sewerman. Bob Sewerman. Okay. I like that so much. So as uh, Reed Richards and Ben are trying to get ready for their flight, Ben literally runs in into this attractive blind woman, which that's part, you know, it's, yeah, he does fall in love with the blind person that's in the movies too that, you know, because she's the only one that can love him because she can't see how Weird and creepy is whatever. He's stone, stone, just mm-hmm. stone man. Um, so uh, Bob Sewerman, I got to change my my names of him because I call him Creepy Sewer Guy. Uh, he follows Shorter. the blind woman. Uh, the two uh, goons then <laughs> that work for we never. There's no names for anybody. No, no. So these two goons uh, that work for Doom are now um, they're that they they. they, they they're his henchmen now. They're, that's mm-hmm. what, essentially what they're doing. They they saved him at first, and now he's that. So then we're back to the sewer guy. I mean, this is all like real quick. It's boom, 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 back and forth. Yeah, I always thought they were all connected. Yeah, they're not though. It's crazy. Yeah. So the sewer guy heads over to Reed Richards' lab and switches out a diamond that Reed was working with for a fake. Um, it's just it looked like that. Di- I don't know if it was quartz or what it was, but yeah, weird. Um. So the the four, I'm just going to call them, they head to space to do some experiment on classes, which why they had to do this one in space, but the other one 10 years earlier they could do on Well, that's not they had the te- Earth. They have the technology now. That's so true. It's been 10 years. Because it looks like they advanced uh, 200 years in technology yes. Yes. and not 10. It's crazy. Because um, everything just looks very spacey, even mm-hmm. in like Reed Richards' office. Everything's yes. just very... I don't know how to put it. It's just a futuristic. Set, but set, lights it looks like and, the Jetsons. Yeah, <laughs> everything's got blinking lights. And look at it. It's the future. What's going on over there? I don't know, but that light is blinking. It's blinking. That's right. There's so blinking it's, stuff. It means it's working. There's a big screen TV. Did you see that? Yeah, like, I know. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, you know, noises. Does this going work? On. Does this work, Reed? Are you seeing me? This oh, I is hope new so. technology. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm doing it, out. so it's 1994. Um, so the experiment goes wrong. The aircraft explodes and then we see, uh, Dr. Doom is on a, in a throne room. Yeah, I know. 
an it animated like throne He-Man. moon. It did. Totally looked like He-Man. I said that. Crazy. I was like, oh was gosh, that one of the He-Man. four locations that they shot at? Was... Uh, no, it wasn't a location. Somebody drew a throne room they and did. just put them on there. And they had the flames looking. The flame was really bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was good. It was good. Post-production, not high we'll quality. Get him, we'll get him post tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> tomorrow. The, the famous last words in this whole filming. Uh, we, we got it. We'll, put it. we'll get in post. We'll get in post. It's good. Um, so the four magically end up on Earth somehow. All are fine. But did not understand that. No, they all just wound up on Earth. At did least, not understand. I think in the movie, <laughs> didn't it just like go through them? Like Colossus like went through them, and then they just made it back on Earth, and they were all just weird. Yeah, I think so. This is said it's like somehow they they survived the fall from space. Yes. Yeah, that is literally what. what how they, they didn't say. burn up. No, they survived a fall from space. So they're all fine, but Sue Without is like a huge invisible. Crater in the ground yes. or anything? No, just sorry, pieces they're fine. everywhere. They're fine. <laughs> Those um, pieces, the pieces made it. I mean, this is just again, it's, this it's is crazy. This is all like the ship didn't burn up, and the people didn't create craters in the ground. That's when I stopped. Yeah. Where's the physics? <laughs> that's when I stopped. It's a movie looking. about smart people, and there's no physics in it. it funny. Um, so Sue is invisible, but it's that really old, like, yeah. old technology of. Like, oh, we're going to put a piece of paper over her mm-hmm. as we're filming and then just put two. It wasn't even green screened. No. It was just, we're going to layer the film over each other. Crazy. Uh, Johnny sneezed fire. Uh, Reed stretches. And at this point, Ben is perfectly fine. He's normal. Um, there's some really, really bad special effects, like we were saying. That, like, Reed stretching his arm. <laughs> it was... Ah, it's so hard to describe. A, it was, it was like, a fake hand on top of like an yes. extender arm. Yeah, and it just went by the camera. It's mm-hmm. like they took a selfie stick and put a mannequin hand on yeah, it. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Out. it. That's yeah. what it looked like. Uh, so uh, what do we call him? Bob Sewerman? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> He's apparently like the king of the homeless. <laughs> the gypsy king. Right. Bob gypsy. Sewerman, king of the homeless. <laughs> I'll give you one of my cards, but I had, didn't have toilet paper. <laughs> oh. Let me sign that card for you. Hey, yeah. Uh, so he sends the homeless. I can't, that's what they are, right? They're yeah, homeless? the sewer people. The I sewer guess. people. Okay. It's homeless network. Um, after this blind girl, because he's chosen her to be his queen because she's, she's an outcast. She's I, pretty and an outcast. And she he, can't see how ugly he is. Yeah. Right, right. Because he looks like. The leprechaun, like know, Warwick Davis. Yeah. I know he's got the one eye thing, like. And so prosthetic nose. Yeah, ugh, <laughs> bad cosmic. So uh, I, I first put the armed forces because I just saw American flags flapping on these jeeps, but just someone discovers the Fantastic Four. All right. Uh, at this point, Ben has now changed into the thing. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm going to say at this Ben's face movements. And all that were really well done. On a budget of $1 million. It looked like the that, Ninja Turtles that's that we a, watched. That look, look, that like the said? turtles. I put it right there. Like right. the turtles. Mm-hmm. Same kind of, of thing. And if you watch it, his eyebrows move really well. His his uh, mouth muscles move individually. I, you're talking on a budget of a million bucks That's here. where most of the money went. Yeah. It. On that suit. And you talk about how horrible the rest of the special effects are. They put it all into that, and it looked good. That's all I'm going to say. I will also go and say that I actually think that this 
thing looked better than the Michael Chiklis thing. Say what? Yeah. But this is what I also heard. Roger Corman spent most of that million dollars on the thing's outfit. I believe That's it. what I heard. That's what's rumored. Could be. But I, I actually liked it. I think, you know, because uh, Chiklis didn't have all those eye movements and stuff like that. He was just basically a plaster mask put on him and his mouth just moved. And it just up and down, not individual muscles. What do you think it's going to be in the next one? Do you think it's just going to be CGI'd? Yeah, oh yeah, he's totally CGI'd. Yeah. So who knows what's going to? Happen. I mean that that solves all your problems right there. Um, so there's a sequence of looking at abilities with this doctor. <laughs> it's kind of supposed to be funny, but why was the doctor wearing the thing? Why is it? I was wondering because that's what doctors do. They wear that little light thing. Yeah, on their head. yeah. It's not um, even a light thing. It's though, not even I... a light thing. It's. It's like right out of 1950s, 1940s, 1920s, maybe. Like a 1920s doctor. I'm like, what, did you go to a Halloween shop and rent this costume? he's smoking in there with the doctor. You'll be fine, baby. Don't worry about it. You're going to (laughs) see in there. Yeah, yeah. That goes to this movie that it feels like it's 1970. Yeah. So strange. The costumes that they're, they're in the old, you know, the... Not powder blue, but really bright blue and white Fantastic Four. The the newer ones have been like a royal darker blue and more, you know, black, you know, just more streamlined. This is more of, it's the 70s comics of Fantastic. It looks like the old school comics. Right. And then the, the film that, like, the film that they used just feels like it's 1970. Yeah, I think they just got like a discount on film. Yeah, it just looks and like even how we said the doctor. The doctor looks like it's 1950. You know, it's a the, the doctors did not look like this in 1994. They just didn't. No, no. It's an old timey looking doctor. Um, so then we find out this doctor is working for uh, Doctor Doom. Doom wants to take all four of their powers and put it in him. So Reed, Sue, and Johnny sneak around the compound. They find Doom, and Doom starts doing his little quips and stuff like that. I actually thought this Dr. Doom was also better played than the guy was in the the newer ones. Yeah, more comic book Yeah, he was, I think he was a better villain. Hmm. I, I don't know, he was very, you know, quippy, and that's kind of, that's, that's kind of a comic book thing. I, I, I just thought, man, this guy's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did, he's like, okay, yeah, this is a comic book film. The only thing I didn't understand, and maybe it was because they were trying to make his hands look like they were placed in a comic book frame, like in the frame. Yeah. Okay. But he kept like gesturing his movements, almost like sign language. I don't know if they were. Did you notice that? Well, this was also because he he didn't have a mouth to move. Okay, so his mouth in that in mm-hmm. that thing no, wasn't moving. So I think he was feeling like. Look, you can't see my facial exp- facial expressions because I got this iron mask over my or plastic, whatever. It was made to look iron, and it's not having facial expressions. So I got to use my hands. <laughs> but in a what very, do I do with my very hands? stupid way? I don't know what to do with my hands. Just <laughs> put them out of your side, okay? The car handle real good, and uh, so yeah. But I mean, his hands were just everywhere, which yeah. is, I mean, that's fine. 
you can't see your facial expressions. Move your hands. Do you know? That's what uh, we're doing right now on radio. You can't it's, see our oh, faces. Oh, ooh! Did you see the part where he twirled his cape as yep. he left the yes. green? Yes. Oh, that's so awesome! I was like, I was so excited. Yes. I was like, oh, that was a big cape twirl. That was beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, like uh, Mac and Always Sunny with the duster. Just big, big movements. Um, so uh, Doom sends in some gunmen. We get our first. It's clobbering time. Does yes. anybody know how many times? Amber. Was it six times? No. Five. Three. Three. Three totals. Oh, see, it felt it's like a lot more. Time. It did feel like it. But I, it, I liked when he added, for real. Yeah. Did you notice? <laughs> it's clobber <laughs> time. For real. <laughs> what? Stop it. He's just I mean, three times. I think they only said it once in the first movie. Just because, like, oh, yeah, there's that line. They were waiting for it. But he says he does say it all the time in the comic books, I guess. So this firefight ensues, uh, the Fantastic Four escape, and then you get this four going across the screen, like like old old school yeah. Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, that was, again, it felt like it was the 70s. Well, this mm-hmm. is the thing. I, I was trying to look it up, you know, seeing what its movie counterparts were, were. All right, it came out in 94. Now they started filming it in 92. The, okay, yeah. this, this was, okay, Ish. this was the movie to see in, in the early 90s. Jurassic Park, like the one of great movie. I mean, great movie. Nineteen ninety three is when it came out. Let's right. go through. Okay, let's let's just think about that. Let's do the top ten movies of nineteen ninety four when this movie was supposed to come out. Right. Forrest Gump. Yep. The Lion King. <laughs> True Lies. The Santa Claus. The Flintstones. Dumb and Dumber. Clear and Present Danger. Speed. The Mask. Right. So you're talking about the special effects in that movie, Pulp Fiction. Right. You, Stargate is on that list at 17. Like, star, think of how, like, now Stargate looks kind of a little off just because yeah. you're working with CGI mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I mean, but still, it looks way better than this film. I mean, this one really was like, guys, did you just, like, do this with your, like, handy cam there? That's what, I mean, yeah, I think they did. <laughs> 19, we got it. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, definitely one take. We got this. Um, so the forehead to Reed's lab again, beep, boop, beep, lots of blinking lights and stuff going on. Uh, Reed says, uh, the worst character defects have now become each of their strengths. Reed stretches himself. This I actually explained. They didn't explain. I don't believe in the other ones in the newer ones. It's just funny that he came to the conclusion in like two seconds. Yeah. Like, Oh, what do you say? You become invisible. Okay. So that's your, and I stretch myself too thin. Ah, okay. I got it. I thought they were going to go with Ben. You're like the rock of everybody. You know, that's why you're the way you are. I don't know. You're like the rock that holds us together. Um, whatever. But yeah, they actually did explain that in this and not in the other ones. Um, so the thing then gets mad and starts roaming the streets. Uh, Sue comes out in the Fantastic Four uniforms that she just oh, magically concocted, yeah, she, and and one is flame retardant. So yeah, so she, she just, just had flame retardant stuff laying around. <laughs> I learned to sew in my off time. <laughs> well, I yeah. wasn't becoming an astronaut. <laughs> I was a, a seamstress. Yes. So uh, we head right back to the thing. One again, no waste of time in anything. It's boom, 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 boom. Back to the thing wandering. He comes across the homeless people. <laughs> Reed discovers then that Doom is his former friend, Victor Von Doom. How many people have the last name Doom? I'll never know. Yeah, and, I I know. Love, and I love that he went to his filing cabinet oh, yes. to look it up. With beep, boop, beep. Yes, and he's got still a filing cabinet <laughs> 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 from the 1940s. 
<laughs> oh, let me see if I filed that correctly. So, Under, so I, have to, I have to... A, B, C, D, doom. All right, here we go. Was, was he a doctor beforehand, or did he go back to school in the Iron Mask and get his doctorate? I didn't spend four years in evil medical school <laughs> to be called Mr. Thank You. <laughs> That's um, what I'm saying. I know. Uh, yeah. And getting the award... It was ten years. He could have got his doctorate. I'd hate to be his resident. My, my classmates I can't included, see your face! My classmates included Dr. Doom and Otto Octavius. <laughs> um, so uh, Doom heads to the homeless people. So the thing then confronts Doom, and then we get our second, it's clobbering time. For real. For real. <laughs> um, the blind girl says that she loves Ben, and that apparently turns him to normal. That... These goons are terrible shots, too. Oh, they're awful. You think you spend all that time being homeless, you just, you know, go to the range every right, now right. and then. Sheesh. <laughs> Shooting rats or whatever. Got the accuracy of a stormtrooper. Sheesh. Um, <laughs> I always wondered that. Obi-Wan Kenobi says the pinpoint accuracy. These are stormtrooper blasts, but, you know. Sand people don't have that kind of accuracy. Wow. And sand people just shooting up in the sky. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, crap. That was the last one. (laughs) All right. So the blind girl says that she loves Ben. He turns normal. He then runs away. Um, After he escapes and goes probably a block, he starts screaming at the moon or something and becomes the thing again. Not really sure what that was. Yeah. And then the spinny screen, too. Yeah. That was maybe nauseous. (laughs) What? So Ben returns to the four. They then all head to confront Dr. Doom. They get trapped in this really bad-looking force field. <laughs> uh-huh. Really bad. It was pretty good. Um, Doom starts transferring the force power to him, but then Reed <laughs> moves his foot, which is just a long stick, <laughs> and kicks over yep. the diamond. It ends up twisting. Yeah. And... <laughs> There's no muscles there yeah. to do any of this, or yeah. bone. <laughs> so the four escape, and we get our third, it's clobbering mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. Um, the four then fight off the random henchmen. They use all their powers. Finally, they, it's the first time we see all their powers. Um, at this point, the laser fires off that Doom was going to destroy New York City with, and that's when the human torch... But this looked real. This was animation. Yeah, I mean, oh, this full was on animation. Full on animation. Nothing but animation. Yeah, there. this was. <laughs> we'll do it in post. It's I due just, tomorrow now. I thought it was funny that he's shooting a laser. That laser. some a laser laser. laser. Wow, a lot of Doctor Evil yeah, today. That ends up having an arc <laughs> to it to get to New bend. York. Is that when you stop believing this movie? Yeah, this is when I stop <laughs> believing. So. It would actually, in in reality, just shoot straight because a laser doesn't arc. No. So uh, I thought it was funny that you know it's arcing across. Of course, of course, that's how it works. So it goes. It's you know it only goes so far. <laughs> I was just funny. So yeah, so Johnny Storm that he takes off, and this is the sea to believe this animation because it does look seventies. Mm-hmm. Oh it does yeah. Look, it it's very seventies looking. Uh, so he goes and he stops the the laser and then pushes it back um reed then pushes doom off of a cliff uh but doom's hand is left on the side and then we see it kind of walking by itself i see sequel uh, sequel this is a this is franchise the sequel folks we, this is a big marvel movie we're doing it um so easter egg 
Yeah, Easter and then egg picking for next up time. the hands like when the X Men pick up the hands, like oh yeah. <laughs> I thought there was a post credit. That was what it should have been. Like the hand, like they just go to the hand and then moves. I I could have swore there was a post credit, but there wasn't. I I wouldn't look. Um, so Reed and Sue end up getting married. Um, as wearing they, their uniforms. Yes, but <laughs> she isn't. She isn't. But well, was it in the in the Silver Surfer? They're wearing their uniforms at that one too. I can't remember. I don't remember. Is it like the military? Like, oh, we're wearing our dress blues. (laughs) Well, they are blue. (laughs) They're very blue. (laughs) So uh, as they they leave, there's this really bad wobbly hand coming out of the sunroof of the limo. Oh, my gosh. It was was like one of those (laughs) flailing inflatable tube man things. It was just crazy. (laughs) Um, A couple things that they didn't really establish just because they flew through this film. It, they didn't really know that it was New York until Doom said he was going to blow it up. Right. Um, the other thing was building on the popularity. The Fantastic Four are one of the few people in the Marvel Universe that, like, hey, look, I'm Reed Richards. I stretch. People know that. Like, you know, like Iron Man. Like, everybody knows that Tony Stark is Iron Man. That's just common knowledge in the Marvel Universe, you know, Joe Schmo, all the kids know that Tony Stark is Iron Man. Same thing with the Fantastic Four. They're very open about who they are, which is why they were wearing, I think, their dress blues. Maybe they were trying to show, like, hey, everybody knows we're the Fantastic Four. We're for hire. <laughs> yeah, hey. <laughs> you guys got a party? You guys got some saving to do? We're here. <laughs> if you can find them, <laughs> they will solve your problem. I, can't, I don't know. It's like the A-team. Yeah. Do-do-do. <laughs> 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 So, yeah, so that's the end of this movie. Uh, budget's a million dollars. Didn't make anything in the theater, so no budget movie. Hey, they, they lost. This didn't go in the theater, so no budget box office game for this one. Let's go to uh, how would you rate this film, Eric? Golly. Um, I'm giving it a two. Two. And now. I know, I, I'm I'm I gonna I'm gonna go at, at you with this. Are you giving it a two because it's just the quality of the film, or now knowing everything else, you're taking that into consideration as well? No, I'm taking it into consideration because okay. I I understand you know, and that's one of those things when you see a B movie, you know, it's kind of like it's already being rated b- below on a different scale. There's B movie scale, and then there's like. You spent how much on this movie and its crap? Yeah. You know what so I you're mean? giving it a two, con- in, taking in, it into consideration in its, its B movie. Right. Okay. Okay. So there you go. Okay. I'm Amber? Getting... Same for me. This is two. a two. On a B movie scale or? On a B movie okay. scale. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Would either of you recommend this movie? This to me is a C to believe. Yeah. You have, like, to, you have to watch it. You know, you have to see this because what the hell? Yeah. I think what the I, hell is happening? I think when you're looking like, you know, you got this new you got this new one coming out, you know, with the Shia LaBeouf look alike, you know, coming out there. <laughs> oh yeah, that guy. He is he's he's uh, the Shia guy right went now. off the deep end. Let's get this kid in. I mean he looks kinda like him. He, he does. really does. He was in the Whiplash. He was in Whiplash. He's in a lot of things. Yeah. Hunger Games. Hunger Games. No, 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 no. no, no. no. Uh, divergent. Yep. Insurgent, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. divergent anyway. series, yeah. But uh, all that being all that being said though, is it's like I think with that coming out. You have to kind of pay "quote unquote" homage to this movie. Go and watch it. It's on YouTube. It's Do free. It. It's Just, free. It doesn't totally cost anything. It. Totally have to see it. I'm going to give this on if I'm going with a movie top budget, it gets a one note, no doubt. If I'm going B level, 
This is a four. I this 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 is like you guys said. This is a C to believe. You have to watch this movie. And guess what, guys? I'm not the only one who thinks so highly of this film. Critical response in a November 2008 list of the top comic movies of all time, and some so bad you've just got to see them, Wizard Magazine ranked this film higher on a must-see than Batman, Batman and Robin, Steel, <laughs> Virus, and Red Sonja, all of which were released in theaters but had poor reviews. So all those are must-sees, but they're so bad. This was never released. Clint Morris, uh, the film threat magazine, said that a copy of the film he obtained, yes, it's terribly low budget, and yes, it's campy and feebly performed, but at the same time, there's also something inquiringly irresistible about this B-comic tale that makes you wonder why it didn't get a release somewhere along the line. Even if it does resemble Toxic Avenger more so than, say, Spider-Man, the script isn't actually all that bad, and some of the actors, noticeably Michael Bailey Smith, that's the uh, uh, the guy who played Ben Grimm, are actually quite good here. And with an extra polish, I think they might have been able to release this thing. Hmm. Um, this also, this film has been huge in pop culture. Not sure, I know... You guys are Arrested Development fans, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. They made a kind of a, paid a little tip of the hat, a little homage to this film. Uh, in 2013, a main story arc in Arrested Development Season 4 concerned Tobias Fuke's attempt to stage a musical based on the Fantastic <laughs> Four. That's right. The yeah. setup for a story concerned his romantic relationship with an actress who had played Sue Storm in an unreleased Fantastic Four movie. This backstory parodies the development of the 1994 Corman movie, and the storyline is an extended satire on various comic book rights battles. So yeah, the, this I had seen this movie before, and then saw I'm like, oh, it, it, they're paying homage to that. So again, this is a very little known film, but it has made its way around that there are some people that know. Now, in my love for knowing. Uh, I, I don't watch behind the scenes at the director's commentary. All that stuff is is garbage to me when I when I watch DVDs or Blu-rays or something. I never watch that stuff. I don't know. Do you guys watch any of that? Mm-mm. Not usually. No. It's it's all white noise. But I will say I love hearing about disastrous movies. I recently <laughs> got done watching Lost Soul, uh the movie that never was supposed or that was supposed to be the island of Dr. Moreau right. that Marlon Brando and Val Kilmer apparently just destroyed when they got on set and it was supposed to be this great indie film (laughs) and it just turned into this massive disaster. Um, Fantastic documentary. You guys have to watch it. It's currently streaming on Netflix. If you've seen Island of Dr. Moreau, even if you haven't, watch it because like, how did this, what went wrong with this movie? They are actually coming out with a documentary about this movie (laughs) called Doomed. The Untold Story of Roger Corman's <laughs> The Fantastic Four. Uh, trailer was recently released. I sent it to these guys. I will put it up, uh, the trailer, at least on our Facebook page as well. I really want to see this film because I I feel like all the, actor, and all the actors and a bunch of the, the mm-hmm. directors, everybody, every major player involved in, in the Fantastic Four movie is going to be in this documentary saying, look, we really tried. There's no way that you can make this big movie yep. on this budget. Right. We were screwed from the start, but we put our heart and soul into this thing, and it never got released, and we're, we're mad. Mm-hmm. So now 20 years later, they're coming out and saying, look, we're going to do a tell-all. 
I can't wait. I'd watch, watch that. I would really watch that. I'd watch that. I think it'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So we all say, guys, see this movie. Absolutely. It's, it's linked on our Facebook page. We'll put it out there. It's free. It's less than an hour and a half. Real quick. Uh, Amber, you saw it on your really expensive TV yeah, so and it have, didn't look so good. Yeah, we have an ultra high def. Which <laughs> oh, is like look a 4K. at me. No, no, no. Uh, but we do. And it looks like, like utter crap. Yeah. Yeah. Watch it on a smaller screen. Your iPad. Yeah. Your uh, phone. Your phone. It's really dark. <laughs> like, yes. it's not dark like. <laughs> the tone of it's so dark. It's, it's just. Noir. Really, yeah. It's. The, no. The camera lighting is re- yeah, it's, it's really grainy. grainy. It's, it's grainy, bootleg. It's, it's like when you put it on YouTube, it's a bootleg of a bootleg. Right. So as we saw in Michael Keaton's Multiplicity, a copy of a copy just isn't the same thing. <laughs> All right. So it is a little grainy. You got to take it, but man, it does it, not yeah. feel like 1994 when you're watching no. this. No. But see it to believe it. Absolutely. Great, great movie. If you like B movies, watch this. So again. Guys, take into consideration, this is on a million-dollar budget. <laughs> shot, shot, shot under a month. Under a month. <laughs> what? Under a and month. The back lot of the back lot of a Burger King. Yeah. <laughs> they mentioned some of the places. It was like, I'd never heard of these places that they filmed it at. Never heard of them. It wasn't like, oh, I went to like the campus of UCLA. Nope. Nope. It was like Bill's. College, it was, it was Billy Bob's Billy college. Bob's college. It's the, it's the only. It's the only thing with the thriving North Dakota film industry that they were able. To- it was all filmed in California, oh, but it was, was all. It? it was all really local. They, they had to wait. Crazy. They had to wait for the porno to clear out, and then yeah. they went in and filmed in there. Like, okay, guys, <laughs> that's what Mrs. Storms. Right uh, yeah. her brothel. It was a brothel. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <That's> what, <laughs> was it a halfway house? E. So, yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. Guys, watch this film. It's good. Uh, For Eric. See you later. And Amber. Bye-bye. See you guys. Bye.